We know from experience that uh, the only thing that separates this life from the one beyond is a very, very thin thread. Death can come at any moment. And sometimes it's expected, like when it's caused by a disease or a sickness, and sometimes it's unexpected when it catches us off guard. And I think most of us can agree that we all hope to die of a ripe old age. We hope for a serene, dignified death where our souls are prepared to meet God and all our earthly affairs are taken care of. And you must forgive me if you think I'm sounding morbid talking about death on a feast day, like the Feast of Our Lady. I don't intend to be morbid. But you know, in a society like ours, really until very recently, talking about death was a bit of a taboo. The coronavirus event, thank God, has given us a renewed sense of our mortality. But really, if it were up to us, we would rather ignore the thought of death until the very last minute. Notice, for example, how people live their lives trying to reverse the effects of old age. You're 75 years old, for God's sake. You don't have to look like you're 20, right? right? We're always trying to reverse the effects of old age to put the thought of death away. And goodness, we, we speak very little about the fact of death, even though it's the most obvious and the most certain and inevitable of facts. We are all going to die. That's a fact, right? Now today, the whole church, both in the East and in the West, asks us to put aside the taboo and to reflect very seriously on what death should be for the Christian. The Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Lady, the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, gives us good reason to meditate on death and what death has in store for us if we belong to God. What death has in store for us if we are Christians. Now, when it comes to death, there seem to be three possible attitudes that one can take. Right? The first attitude is that death is the end of human existence. Full stop. There is nothing after death because the human being is really no more than his body. And our existence, therefore, is limited to this world. And that's it. This point of view is very fashionable among non-believers in the secularized Western world that we live in. But frankly, if that's the perspective that one takes, if one believes that death is it, then I can completely understand why the subject of death would be taboo. If one really thinks that there's nothing at all after death, then death would be the most horrible and terrifying thing in the world. And if a human being is really nothing more than his body, which dies when it dies, then human life has no intrinsic dignity beyond the satisfaction of natural desires. Life would simply be about gaining as much pleasure 
and wealth and power as one can gain before one dies. Because after death, there's nothing. Those, so that's one perspective. And then the second attitude that one can take about death is the opposite extreme. This attitude tells us that the human being is really just a soul or a spirit that occupies the body, kind of like an alien. The soul occupies the body, but the body really isn't a part of what makes a human being a human being. So when the body dies, the spirit will go on forever, perhaps even occupying other bodies, perhaps even occupying other bodies. And this perspective is common enough in the, in the history of the great religions, like Hinduism, for example. And it's better than the first perspective to think that the human being is a soul. But this perspective is also riddled with great problems and difficulties because a person who holds this perspective ends up arguing that it doesn't really matter what you do with your body. It doesn't affect your soul at all. So this perspective tells us that, that the whole of material creation, our bodies included, have no real worth or meaning at all. All that matters is the spiritual. The material has no meaning. Now the third approach is the one that our Lord teaches us, and it's the attitude of the Christian faith. What do we believe about this? We believe that when we die, our bodies will return to the dust that they came from. But we also believe that our souls will survive death, and that one day, on the last day, when the Lord returns, our bodies will be resurrected and reunited with our souls forever. Why? Well, because our bodies are really a part of us. When Jesus died to redeem us, he didn't redeem our souls only. He redeemed the whole of what it makes us, what makes us humans. He redeemed our souls and our bodies. And therefore our bodies are going to rise as well. This means that our bodies have worth. Our bodies have a meaning and even a theology. That's why Pope John Paul II wrote about the theology of the body. You may have heard about this. The human body is united to an immortal soul that is destined for heaven and therefore the body is to be revered and respected. This is one reason among many, for example, why immodesty and pornography are so very wrong. It's because the human body is united by its nature to an immortal soul that is destined for glory in heaven. And therefore the body is to be revered and respected. Mary's assumption into heaven, body and soul, teaches us that our whole being, soul and body together, is destined for the unspeakable glory of heaven if we die in love with Jesus. According to one tradition, it had been 15 years since Our Lady last saw Jesus on the day that he ascended into heaven. 
and Our Lady would have wanted to go with him. She could not bear the thought of remaining on earth without Jesus. But Jesus thought that she needed to stay a few years longer here on earth in order to comfort and to teach the apostles and to tell them the stories about Jesus' early life, the memories and the mysteries that she pondered constantly in her immaculate heart all these years. Mary embraced the separation for her son, knowing that it was what he wanted. And she was, of course, consoled by the presence of the Holy Spirit in her heart, and even more so by receiving Jesus in Holy Communion every day at the hands of St. John the Apostle, after whom your church is named. Remember how at the cross, Jesus gave Mary to John. John was a priest. John offered Mass every day and gave communion to his mother. Still, with every passing day for those 15 years, Mary yearned to be with Jesus, so much so that her, her heart broke in an ecstasy of desire and love. Her heart broke in her desire to be with Jesus. Saint Modestus, uh, the seventh century patriarch of Jerusalem, writes, that ever anguished by the divine desire with which she yearned for him, the Blessed Mary died with her eyes upon him, and into his hands she commended her all-blessed and all-holy soul. What a beautiful way to die, out of desire to be with Jesus. What a beautiful way to die. Moments after her death, Mary's soul, which now looked upon God, reanimated her body, and she was taken to God in her body and her soul, and seated beside her son Jesus to reign as queen. Because of who she was, Our Lady was spared the corruption of her body that we experience as a result of original sin. But because of who she was, Our Lady becomes the prototype or the model of what we will all experience on the last day. If we place our faith and our trust in God, if we pine with desire for Jesus, we also will rise. My brothers and sisters, <laughs> like everyone else, the faithful Christian confronts death with a certain trepidation and a certain fear. But the Christian faithful are not like the godless who think that death is it and who are therefore terrified of death. We saw the kind of anxiety that riddled people in the last two years. As though death was the worst thing there was, it isn't. There are things far worse than death. And for us, death is a joy. If we pine in our hearts in desire for Jesus, death is a joy. We look forward to the day that we will die, to see Jesus face to face. We have been made to be with God. And at the other end of this very thin thread, the Lord calls us. And so let us cast all fear aside and beg for the intercession of Mary to strengthen 
our hope in the resurrection of the dead so that we may live our lives with a desire to share body and soul in Jesus' glory with Mary, our mother and our queen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.